Has the world gone crazy? Life is difficult. When you need help, where do you turn? Welcome to Christian Impact, impacting your life with spiritual truth. I am Dr. Kelly Blanton, and I'm sharing practical truths in the Bible that can truly change your life. Today is December 13th, 2023. We continue our series, Words for Life, and today's word is peace. In today's fast food society, can I really wait for something Does being anxious cause me to react rather than waiting for something? How well do I practice patience in a world that demands instant gratification? Yes, waiting is something that can uh, be difficult for most of us. Very few of us really enjoy having to wait or to be patient. But what does patience have to do with peace? Our word today is peace. And here I am asking questions about waiting and patience. Well, without peace, we are not capable of being patient. You know, Galatians 5 uh, lists out the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc., etc. This isn't in that order just because it's random characteristics. It's in order for a reason, and everything begins with love. God is love. Jesus is love. If we have love, we will have joy. When we have love and joy, we have peace. And when we have peace, we have patience. Like I said in our questions, we have a fast food society, a fast fix culture. And it's caused us to want things our way right now. Almost like the Burger King motto, you know, have it your way. But life is not like that. We don't always get it our way, and we definitely don't always get it right now. And when we lose patience, we find that we lose peace. Today we're reading from the lectionary scriptures, and we're going to begin with the lectionary in Mark Chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. It reads, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea, And those in Jerusalem went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now when John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey, and he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Yes, 
This is Mark's version of the first advent, Christmas. You know, Luke begins with the famous Christmas story. Matthew begins with the genealogy and then with the story of the Magi. John begins with talking about the creation of the universe within the beginning was the word. But Mark here begins with this gospel, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, with John the Baptist saying, prepare the way. John the Baptist is laying the foundation for the coming of the Lord. There's one coming after me whose sandals I'm not worthy to fill. So he's laying down this foundation. And in this, if he's laying the foundation for Jesus, and Jesus is the Prince of Peace, then he's also laying down the foundation for the coming peace. Because Jesus is peace. And so if he's laying a foundation for Jesus, he's laying a foundation for peace. And I don't know about you, but in this hectic holiday, in a world full of craziness, with wars and rumors of wars, mad dictators, drugs, violence, sexual immorality, confusion, bills, inflation. I think a little peace is something that we all need. So what is this that he's laying down for this type of foundation? Well, three things I've noticed here. He begins laying this foundation for peace by preparing the way. He prepares for the coming of the Lord. Second thing is, is that he preaches repentance and the remission of sins. Today, we might call that confession and repentance. In other words, we need to keep our accounts short with God. We need to be honest with God. We need to tell him when we're wrong. Now, he knows when we're wrong. Confession isn't about, you know, telling, oh, I did wrong like he doesn't know. He knows. Confession is when we tell him, hey, because we agree that, yeah, this is wrong. And we receive forgiveness from him so that we can receive him, so that we can turn away and walk the life that he wants us to walk. And that brings us to this third point. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. We need the Spirit of God in us. If we're going to have peace. Now I want to continue this thought. I know we're moving rather quickly. But let's look at the next passage. In the lectionary. It is Isaiah chapter 40. Verses 1 through 11. It reads comfort. Yes comfort my people says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. And cry out to her. That her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord. Lord's hand, double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. 
O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand. His arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Now in this Isaiah passage, we have the original prophecy as quoted from Mark of John the Baptist being the voice crying in the wilderness. Here Isaiah is prophesying and he's prophesying from a a point, and you have to remember Isaiah prophesied uh, before the people were going into exile, and uh, there was a lot of judgment. And then later, as as things began to go awry for the nation, and the, the siege came upon them and stuff, he he spoke comfort to them. And so this one begins: if you if you need peace in your life, here's this word of this prophet prophecy says comfort. Yes, comfort my my people. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. You know, three times in a little more than a verse, we see this comfort, comfort. You know, nothing brings peace like someone speaking comfort to you when you've been hurt, when you're hurting, when you're not at peace. To have someone come and give you comforting words can help bring a moment of peace. And here the Lord is speaking words of comfort comfort to you and I. And when he does it and he tells Isaiah to cry out and he replies, well, what should I cry out? And we get a parable. I know we think of parables in Jesus on the, the Mount of Olives or, or walking around, around in Jerusalem or, or, or some context like that. We don't really think of Isaiah having God speak parables, but he does. And here's a parable right here. And I want us to look at it. This parable reads, All flesh is grass, and all his loveliness is like a flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. This is the word of comfort in a parable. What does that mean? Well, it tells us that all, all, all flesh is grass. So obviously, we people are grass. And although we may be lovely, the flower of the field, the field being the, the world and the flowers, the, the loveliness is coming out of the grass, the, 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 the provision of God, the beauty, but we're going to wither. What we do will fade away. But it says the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely we are grass. We're going to wither. We're going to fade away. But the word of God stands forever. You see, when God blows upon you, though everything around us is fading away and dying, when the breath of God is in us, his word, his word is forever. And his word is glad tidings. It says, you know, uh, it goes on, it says, Oh, Zion, you who bring glad tidings, good tidings. That's, that means good news. Good news means the gospel. You see, God is speaking to us as withering up flesh, like, oh, all this stuff going on around us, everything just seems to be mm, falling apart, dying. 
withering away. And yet God says he's going to speak his word to you and I. His word abounds forever. What do those comforting words do? Will they lift up? His words is to be lifted up. To do not be afraid. To behold your God. These are the points that you continue reading this thing. Lift up. Don't be afraid. Behold your God. You know, what happens when you behold God? You see that he comes with a strong hand. He shall rule. He is the Lord and he has got things under control. That he comes with reward. Hold on. He's bringing you rewards. He will. We reap what we sow. He's bringing his reward is with him. That he is at work. He says his work is before him. What is his work? He will feed his flock. He will gather his lambs. He will carry them. And he will lead them. You see, the Lord wants to work for you. He wants to feed you. He wants to gather you to him. He wants to carry your burdens. He wants to lead you. If you allow him to do that, then he rules in your life and there are rewards that will follow. Well, how do we, how do we have him rule and, and get those rewards and see that work? We have to behold him. We have to behold our God. And when we behold our God, we're not afraid. We're not afraid of the things of this world and he, he's lifting us up. This whole situation of beholding him and not being afraid, we were lifted up out of the depression out of the darkness that we find ourselves in, God lifts us up. Those are some comforting words. Those are words that I believe bring peace. Brings peace to me, and I hope it brings peace to you. Let's read our last scripture passage of today. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 14. It says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to the promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which the righteous dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot, without blemish. Again, this is another prophetic message. It deals with the second advent, or the second coming of Christ. And it's basically telling us, listen, he's not late. This idea of a thousand a thousand years is a day, and a day is a thousand years. Listen, he's, he's not late. He doesn't work on our schedule. We are to live godly lives because he could return at any time. We don't know when. Many times we want him to work on our schedule. That's why there's so many prophetic 
end time prophetic teachers that they just can't help but want to set dates because they want God to fit into their schedule. That's the challenge. I love teaching and studying end time prophecy, but the challenge is not allowing your flesh to dictate the schedule. And when I say flesh, we just, we just like having control of when things happen. We want to put it all in a timeline and make it all nice and neat. And I can tell you right now, Jesus's first coming wasn't nice and neat. It didn't fit into the religious leaders ideas and thinking. And that means it won't fit into a nice plan that we come up with the second time. It'll be on God's schedule, not ours, but it is coming. It is coming. And this passage here talks about us being in a right relationship with Christ, that we need to be actively and patiently waiting. And I like that, actively and patiently. How can you be actively patient? See, we think of patience as doing nothing but sitting there. We think of waiting as doing nothing but sitting. But waiting is an activity. Waiting can be an activity. There's stuff that goes on. And right now, we need to have the peace of God. This tells us he wants to find us in his peace. Well, why is that? Well, I think to really understand better this passage, we need to look at verses 1 through 8. These verses read, Beloved, now I write to you the second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing first that scoffers will come in the last days according to their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, and all these things continue as they were from the beginning of creation, for this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of water and in water, and by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. I know that wasn't in the lectionary, but I, I believed we needed this for context. Because we see here that in this waiting, this patiently, actively patiently waiting, what is the society is like? Well, it's, it's full of scoffers. These are people that are making fun of this idea of the coming of the Lord. They're making fun of me when I try to tell you, you know, prepare yourself. Be filled with the Spirit. Confess, repent. These are things that they scoff at. These ideas, they will tell you these ideas won't bring you peace. They'll tell you the Bible can't really bring you peace. You need to go to a doctor and take medication. That'll help you with your depression. That'll help you with your anxiety. That'll help you with your not being able to sleep at night. Listen, I'm here to tell you having a clean conscience before God will help you sleep at night. But there are scoffers. And notice it says about these scoffers in this world that they walk according to their own lusts. In other words, the scoffers of, of our day and age, they're living for the, the Lord in their own way. With everything that pleases them, that makes them happy. 
They're not living to make you happy. They're not living for you to have peace. They're living for themselves, for their own desires, their own lusts. And we see this. No one, no one cares about anyone. They're full of these, these narcissists. The rise of the narcissist will someday be written in history of this time period if the Lord should tarry. We're seeing this. And then a notice it says that they have forgotten. They have forgotten the ways of the Lord. They've forgotten the word of the Lord. See, this makes this can't, makes me think, I know I'm stuttering here, forgive me. Is this the world that has forgotten or, or is this a great falling away? Are these believers, are these carnal Christians, they no longer understand or believe the word of God. See, their peace is in the world and their lusts. Now, we can definitely apply this to the entire world. Because as I watch many so-called Christians grow cold, I'm seeing more and more Christians, they no longer believe the Word of God is just that, the Word of God. They no longer believe it has effect. And because of that, they fulfill their desires. They fulfill things in their life, with things of the world, with things of their flesh and lust. And so they find peace in their lust, in their flesh. But brothers and sisters in Christ, we are called to wait patiently in this type of culture. And we need God's peace. So how do we get it? How do we keep the peace of God? Well, I'm going to go back to Mark. Prepare yourselves. We need to prepare the way for the Lord to move in our lives. We need to prepare ourselves for peace. That's why we... Read the Bible. That's why we pray. That's why we listen to the podcast like this. That's why we go to go to church services. That's why we want to be around other believers and we want to talk about the Lord. We're preparing ourselves for God to move in our lives. We, are you preparing yourself? Confessing repentance. Are you keeping a clean conscience before God? Are you going before Him? I'm not saying beat yourself up like we're all poor sinners, but I'm talking about no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. Are you keeping those accounts short with God? Are you keeping yourself cleansed with Him? And finally, are you being baptized? Are you being filled with the Spirit? I know the baptism of the Spirit is, that's really a one-time thing, but being filled with the Spirit is a continuous, all the time. We're called to be filled and be filled and be filled and be filled. That's what that be filled is. Are you, are you seeking his spirit to be full in your life? These are things that if, if you're doing in your life, the peace of God will be with you. It's a promise. It's a promise and the word of God stands forever. If you do these things, the scripture we just looked at, what does it do when you're preparing yourself and you're keeping the short accounts before the Lord and you're seeking to be filled by the Spirit? By the way, you're filled by faith. Just ask and believe. But what happens when you, when you do these things? Well, in turn, Jesus will comfort you. He lifts you up. He's going to cast out fear 
and he allows himself to be seen and known. You can behold your God. You can behold him. And when this happens, he will rule, reward, and work in your life. He's going to feed you. He's going to feed your spirit. He's going to gather you to himself. He will draw close to you because you've drawn close to him. He will carry you. He'll carry those burdens. You can take all those anxiousness, the worry, the depression. You can give all those things to him and he he will carry it for you. And that means that he can lead you. You can follow him and he always leads us to abundant life and eternal life. I would say that's pretty good peace. So Father, we thank you that your word to us is peace, God. I pray, God, that you would speak comforting words to those who listen. That, God, that you would feed and gather, carry and lead them, Lord. That you'd fill us with your peace as we patiently and actively behold you. And we thank you, God, for moving in our lives in this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we thank you for listening to this teaching on this podcast You can check out other teachings and other things about our ministry at www.christianimpact.net. And as I go, I just want to say a little word. We, We have an Institute of Christian Impact. It is a ministry training school. We also work in conjunction and are recognized by Emmanuel Caribbean University. And we provide free training and free discipleship. We've just finished our semester with students in the United States, Mexico, and the Caribbean. We really like to expand and see students from Africa and Europe and other parts of the world be involved. So please check out our website. Drop us a line. And until next time, God bless. Bye.